0: Good morning, good morning, good day, wherever you are in the world. Uh, Welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. I'm your host, Raju Manthi. here at the Sage and Guide podcast. We have presentations and conversations to help you unleash authenticity and influence excellence onto others. This morning here in the Philippines where I am, uh, my guest is an old friend of mine and uh, somebody I really respect and admire. I have for decades now, and he thankfully offered to spend time with me, a Decision Guide podcast. And uh, Philip Mary from Singapore, consultant, speaker, trainer, coach, thought leader today, uh, has done a lot of work in the area of synchronicity. And the book that he's released, two books I think, on the subject matter, and he'll correct me if I'm wrong, the first one was, synchronicity and leadership based on his thesis. And the second one is nine keys to synchronicity. So, Philip, uh, welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. And if I made a mistake in that introduction, correct me, please.
1: Welcome. Nice, nice to be here, Raju. I'm honored that you would invite me. I have one other book, which is the search for Singapore's happiest people. (laughs)
0: All right. I need a copy of that one.
1: I organized Asia's first happiness conference with Martin Seligman in 2008. Right, right. As part of that, we said, who is the happiest person in Singapore? We had a competition. So the book is a collection of the stories of Singapore's happiest people.
0: I could pay for one copy. I want to know that. I'll give you one copy next time I see you. (laughs) Okay. All right. Philip, so uh, synchronicity, I mean, not a question around it. Let me give you the keyword, And you put that as the cornerstone of this conversation, get started with synchronicity. What is it? Why is it? If it's there?
1: Well, interesting. So let me tell you, the dilemma I had with the title of my book, The Nine Keys of Synchronicity. Yeah, a lot of people say what the heck is synchronicity? And I think that's true for a lot of people. But when I say to them, the law of attraction, they say, oh yeah, I know that. Synchronicity is the science behind the law of attraction. So very simply, synchronicity is when you have an idea of something that you'd like to attract. Like for example, for your podcast, if you said, you know, I'd like to get something on Egyptian leadership. Beautiful. And then the following day, you are on a bus somewhere and you meet somebody, you get talking to them, they're an expert in Egypt. So it's when you have an idea in your head and out of the blue, it comes to support
0: you. Or or King Tut or any other pharaoh is sitting on top of a bus and waving to me, he said, Raju, (laughs) I am answering your call.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. So I I just got interested in that, Raju, because it happens so many times uh, in my life and both my PhD and my book are full of my own stories and I said, you know, I want to go deeper with this because my leaders are interested in it, but nobody really talks about it. So I, I began my journey to help people understand that a little better.
0: I think the journey was all into an almost unknown. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. It was.
0: And, and and it still is a journey into the unknown. Well <clears throat> well unseen. Unseen, unexperienced, maybe not unknown, but unseen, unexperienced in a tangible manner.
1: Well, that's a great thing to say because it leads me right to my book. The subtitle is Open the Doors to Possibilities that are All Around You, Hidden in Plain View.
2: Correct. But when hidden you say
1: unseen, yeah. all of the support mechanisms are there in our lives. Yeah. When you understand synchronicity, You begin to look at the world with different eyes and find these things that you hadn't seen before.
0: Yeah. So uh, I must confess that I kind of stalked you a bit the last few days and (laughs) I heard your story about 66 and being 66 and I'm sure you'll share it. I would like you to share it with me one more time here. Uh, A memory came to me and uh, that kind of aligned with what you shared or will share again. Many years ago, we used to talk about telepathy, and um, I was in college. Uh, street away was a friend of mine who used to sometimes commute with me to school, to college. Sometimes <laughs> I'd ride with him, sometimes he'd ride with me, and I used to walk up to his house to get a ride with him to college. So the first time I ever did, and his house was huge, like a stone Mm. structure, like a fort with barbed wire and stuff. And there was no sign of human existence in that house, not a doorbell. And I'm saying, what do I do? How do I call my friend out that I've never been (laughs) to this I stood outside in like flabbergasted. And Uh his name, by the way, and he now lives in the USA, his name is... uh, Zainul Hakim, he's a scholar. He's a huge, beautiful gentleman. And uh, a few seconds later, like I stood there in wonder, this guy opens the door and he said, I heard you call me. And I go, no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't want to, but I didn't. And he said, no, I literally heard you call me. Okay, okay. uh, So I don't know if that is uh, an example of this subject matter.
1: Yes, it is, but it talks to quantum physics. Right. The notion in quantum physics called quantum entanglement, meaning that the energy that each of us have is connected. Right. So I would explain your friend, yes, it is a synchronicity because you actually can know and connect with people that are, you know, in a distance from you. But we now begin to have an idea to explain it, which is quantum entanglement which is energy once entangled, uh, is entangled forever. So that's what was happening.
0: Right, right, right. So that is why many times you meet people and you can't forget them. Yeah. Or many times you meet people and you feel that you have met them before. Yeah.
1: Is oh, that- for sure, for sure. Yeah. That, that, that's, that there's a lot of synchronicity, Raju, which moves into spiritual New Age thinking. But what I'm always conscious to do is to keep it more practical because leaders very often have um, an opposition to anything that they see to be more spiritual. So I, I really, when I work with leaders and I've worked all over the world, 63 countries I've done sessions in, I say to them, has anything ever turned up out of the blue to solve a current business problem that you have? Yeah, I'll all say Yes. And I'll say, well, what do you think that was? And they'll say, well, it's just luck. Chance. Well, it's actually what I'm here to tell you is to give you a structure to understand that it's not just chance or, or luck. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very careful, um, depending on my audience, of course, to actually keep it practical because there is a resistance in organizations, and I'm sure you know this, to go into anything that's too spiritual or too woo-woo, the word.
2: Too
0: woo-woo, that's correct. Yeah, so
1: my mission, I'm on a mission. I'm 72 years old this year, but I feel like my life has just begun again. Uh, And I'm on a mission to help people understand what it is to connect with things that come out of the blue, which is the story that um, I told you, The Freedom Fighter, if you want me to tell that again, that will illustrate it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there, I there I was in a Singapore mall in yeah. 1998. I think it was. I was talking to my financial planner, yeah, in a, a coffee bar, mm-hmm. in a Gateway East in in Orchard Road in Singapore. Yeah, and I just you know chatted to him and was saying, you know, this last week was my 66th birthday. Yeah, uh, and I also then said, yeah, I had a strange dream last night. I dreamt I was a freedom fighter. <laughs> At that precise moment, yeah. coming to my left was a guy with a T-shirt, and on the back of the T-shirt it said, 66, Freedom Fighter. Now, can you imagine that? Right. Uh, I have a picture if you wanted me to show the picture.
0: Sure, please, uh, go ahead.
1: So let, let me just. Yeah. Okay. Can you see that?
0: I see it. Everybody so just just to,
1: just to prove people it actually did happen. I just said the words "66 and freedom fighter" in a conversation. Boom! This guy appeared. Now that's clearly a synchronicity, because what was in my head appeared in front of me. Now it's the synch- thing, and and when I and synchronicities don't always become apparent, but on thinking about it, I just submitted that year my dissertation for approval, and 66. Six, is luck, luck in 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 Mandarin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that said to me that my dissertation was going to be successful.
2: Yeah. Freedom
1: fighter Raji was more difficult because I think well, what's this about? But then I realized that my whole mission with synchronicity was as a freedom fighter to help release leaders from the notion that logic explains everything. From um, Newtonian physics, we believe that logic and reason is all that there is, linear thought. But right. what, I'm, what we're discovering is that the heart and intuition and synchronicity also play a part. So freedom fighter gave me my mission in mm-hmm. the sense of you're a freedom fighter to release people from the notion that logic explains everything.
0: Free people's thinking. Yes. Free the thinking of people, or leaders, if you want to call them.
1: That's a good way of
0: putting it, yeah. Yeah, free the thinking of people. Fight to free the thinking of the world. That's the freedom fighter. Uh, One more quick question. Sure, Uh, sure. This was much, much younger, when I was much, much younger, and I was probably in my, I was probably 9 or 12. And I remember walking on Main Street, my hometown, Pune in India, we're a popular town. And uh, those days, it wasn't very crowded, just like Singapore. It almost right. resembled Singaporean right. ambience. And a thought, a conversation with a friend of mine at that age, it was that, you know, sometimes when we look towards the rest of the day, say a walk in the morning or we look at tomorrow, and there is this kind of a premonition that it's going to be a good day or it's going to be a day with a certain amount of challenge or an accident into it. And both of us, I remember that conversation very clearly in my head, and uh, post that I've always, I mean, we both agreed at the time, yes, that if you kind of uh, feel that the day or sense that there will be something good happening or something negative happening in the day, it does happen. And uh, it, I've never forgotten that conversation that memory and that realization when I was young. Now, is that any connection to uh, your research? Is there anything? similar? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. So I got so fascinated with the topic. Yeah, I decided to do a PhD. Uh, long and short of it, I interviewed field research with 23 leaders around the world. And from their comments to me, I asked them what they thought makes synchronicity happen, what's goes on. Yeah, there. yeah. I got nine keys. Key number seven is live, hope, and possibility. Hmm. Because they told me that if you have a mindset which says that good things can happen, that will attract synchronicity more. So your thought or your premonition, today's going to be a good day or a bad day, is exactly part of synchronicity that you know somehow You know, when you walk into a room, people often say, I could cut the atmosphere with a knife. That's because the atmosphere is still there. Thoughts and attitudes and mindsets are energy, and you can sense and feel the energy. So your premonition about a good or a bad day is exactly to do with synchronicity because you know in advance.
0: Okay, uh, uh, we might be jumping much ahead in this conversation with (laughs) your key number seven and because of the experiences I'm sharing, but it's on top of my mind and I want to put this aside, then we'll go through the sequence of uh, the subject matter on your table. So uh, a premonition is uninvited thought. And uh, what the law for attraction recommends is that you cognitively, consciously invite the thought, and you hold it, right? Until it becomes a part of your conscious, whether it's a a cognitive thought or it's a conscious thought, but it has to blend in with your unconscious and become a living thing for your spirit, your soul, your whole energy. But uh, the premonition, the story that I spoke about as a kid It it was uninvited stuff, or was it invited?
1: Who knows, Raju? But what I think happens, you know, there's so many answers to give here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my key number six in my nine keys is heart and brain coherence. So when you want something, your brain has that thought, and you construct a strong message around that thought. Your heart then, because you need to feel it as well, you Mm. imagine you already have what you want.
2: Mm. And
1: therefore you fill your whole being with that. But when, Mm. and then that will actually come your way. But what you're talking about is a premonition that you hadn't thought about. Now, Mm. whether that exists inside of you or outside of you, it could be that it's a subconscious desire. But in my experience with the people that I've interviewed, Quite often, something just comes, and some people call it a nudge from the universe. Mm. You're going in a particular direction, Mm. and you want something, something comes that blocks that, or doesn't give you that. Uh, And it may be, so it leads to the potential thought that we live in a supportive universe, and that there is energy somewhere but when you're going on a particular path, that supportive Mm -hmm. energy comes in and gives you a thought or or a meeting that takes you on a different
0: path. Yeah, correct. That answers it it so beautifully. And uh, I mean, it just kind of enhances, amplifies the definition of everything being interconnected.
1: Shall I give you a story on that?
0: I'm going to pause because I've got things that were that on my chest. <laughs> okay, off my chest. Yes. And now let's go to you and whatever is on your table, please.
1: Right. So shall I give you a story about that? Yes. That particular one? yes, so, yes. yes
0: um,
1: I was coaching a guy in a financial services institution here in Singapore, uh, and he was from Europe and he loved Singapore and was very strong. I want to stay here and become manager of Singapore general manager of Singapore and he applied for the job but didn't get it and it led to him going all around the world and 15 years later coming back to Singapore as regional manager Mm -hmm. and so very often Mm. what we call synchronicity doesn't give you what you want and he said to me at that point when I when I was coaching him which was a couple of years ago, he said, it was so good that even though I wanted Singapore 20 years ago, I didn't get it because now that I've come back, I realise that I wasn't ready 20 years ago. And now with all the experience, it fits better into my career because I'm now equipped to be regional head of Singapore. I would have failed 20 years ago. So sometimes synchronicity doesn't give you exactly what you want or something happens that knocks you off what you think you want. And there's often a reason for that. So, the, the, the I mean, and, and don't forget, Raju, that this is not definitive. We will go on discovering more and more about quantum physics and synchronicity um, as we move forward in life. But what I've got with the nine keys is just literally 23 senior executives from around the world giving their point of view on what causes synchronicity. That came into uh, 200 pages of data, and from that data, which I share in the book, from that data I whittled it down to it seems as if these leaders are saying there are nine possible influences on synchronicity. In terms of when you're needing to make a decision in a team or in your organization, I've got nine keys Mm -hmm. and three of them, the red ones at the top, there are what I call the discover keys. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking of, for example, should we invest a million in our organization in Cambodia?
2: Mm.
1: Uh, Watch out, key number one, be curious about out of the blue events. So when your team comes to you and says, you know, I keep seeing pictures of Cambodia at the moment. Mm. Obviously logically mm-hmm. you're doing an analysis of whether you're gonna spend the million in Cambodia. Yeah. But according to what I found in synchronicity, the world will also give you signs for direction. So if a lot of people in your team suddenly meet people from Cambodia, you see movies on Cambodia, you see pictures in Cambodia, maybe that's something that supports your decision to invest in Cambodia so be careful and be curious sorry about anything that comes in your daily routine which is out of the blue and different then wow. key number two look at the big picture connect the dots right So, if to use my silly example if Cambodia keeps coming to you and then yes. you say, I wonder why that is and you look at your life and you say "Aren't well, actually yeah we're deciding right. at the moment whether we go for Cambodia key number three then is act on intuition. If it feels right, and intuition is a great part of synchronicity. So, yes. as you think about Cambodia, you've got all these signs saying, Yes, Cambodia is the way to go. Yes. And then you have a good feeling about uh, Cambodia, act on the intuition and invest your million in Cambodia. Okay. Integration keys in the blue here. Yeah. Key number four celebrate. So, if you invest in Cambodia, and it's massively profitable for you, give thanks. Because uh, synchronicity is about like a GPS system where you're supported. And the more you're positive and saying, wow, isn't that amazing what happened? And give thanks for that. The people that I interviewed in my research said when they had that attitude of gratitude, synchronicity seemed to come more their way. Key number five (laughs) sorry, key key number five, what they also said to me, and I'm going quickly through these, Raju, to begin with. Key number five was they said, we noticed that when we're involved in projects which are about serving other people, that also, again, seemed to attract synchronicity. So I've taken from servant leadership and made key number five, servant citizenship. So the more you're serving and caring and contributing to others, My research said synchronicity seemed to come. Key number six, we have heart and we have brain. Hmm. A lot of people in New Age stuff say, follow your heart. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah. Because it seems to imply that the heart is the only mechanism that we can use. We're given a brain and we're given a heart for a reason.
2: Mm -hmm. uh, And
1: we need both of them. So your brain… Yes. Come up with a strong statement of what it is that you want.
0: May I and, in a question, Philip?
1: I'll oh, say I was going to finish the nine keys, but if you want, to, yeah. Fast. No, okay.
0: No, in that case, go.
1: No, no, I don't want to stop your flow,
2: Raju. Ask Beautiful. Uh,
0: the first three keys, and uh, uh, you're saying is that while you're, Say you come up with a decision that I want to move to Vietnam or Cambodia, and then you're gathering data, business possibilities, you know. And uh, you're, you're gathering real data, you know, yeah, the yeah. ease of, ease of doing business, the turnover, the cost, etc. And then you're getting signals. Yes. Right. Maybe. And and on maybe maybe not. No. And the third step is that you then uh, what was the third key? Can you? It is act on
1: intuition.
0: Act on intuition. My question is, Philip, um, don't we all? Already do that.
1: Ah, so I'm glad you asked that question, Raju. Yeah. Which is why, if you look at key number three, it doesn't say think about intuition. It says act on intuition. Right. So what I found is that when a idea, intuitive idea, comes your way, people very often don't act on it. Right. They feel okay. it, they think it's a good idea, and then the mm. moment has gone.
0: Right, right, right. right so, right, right.
1: what I found, both in my own, many, many synchronicities happened to me. If I don't act on it, the yeah. universe, the world gives me a sign to do something. And if I don't act on it, the moment is gone
0: and I've lost it. Correct, correct, correct. Okay, so, like the story you shared about the guy oh, who, 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 for him, it wasn't yet ready the opportunity to come and settle in Singapore. Okay, I'm good. I, I give
1: you can give you a more practical example of that. When I first met my gorgeous wife, Nomala, it was at a meditation class, uh, and I went there and I looked across, and there was this gorgeous woman. I didn't do any meditating. I looked at her through the whole meditation. Then at the end, I'm saying to myself, now, how do I talk to this woman? What words do I say? Do you come here often? Do you like meditation? Who cares? I went in the end to her and said, I really would like to see you again. So my (laughs) whole intuition was I need to talk to her. Had Uh, I passed the moment by, the love of my life would have
0: passed me by. Now, I absolutely understand. I I mean, I get it. What you're saying is, uh, hesitate not.
1: Don't be afraid. Yeah. So, in, in fact, actually, uh, Raju, let me come to my next key because it will yes. illustrate what we're talking about. So, yeah. if key number six is use your head and your heart, yeah. we have both. I can't stress this strongly enough. Don't only follow your heart. Listen to what your heart says and with your brain, analyze it. Think about it. And sometimes don't follow your heart. It hmm. might seem strange that I say that. But key yeah. number seven is about hope and possibility. Live hope and possibility. So Mm -hmm. many of us are afraid. and We live in survival. And Mm -hmm. we say to ourselves, if I listen to my intuition, maybe I'll lose my job, maybe I'll lose this or that or the other. Because people have a mindset of living in survival and fear. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, this is all data from my research. So people said to me, What triggers the arrival of synchronicity is if every day I have an attitude of saying great things are going to happen today because I believe in hope and I believe in possibility. Key number eight, and I'll finish these and then you can come back and ask questions. Key number eight merge with the present moment. So many of us live in the past, live in the future but don't be truly present now. So I encourage people, and I do this for myself, whenever I've got a decision to make, be in the present moment and listen to what's happening to you in the present moment. Very often, Raju, that is helped by being in nature. I am a team consultant, as as you know, I've been 40 years doing stuff around the world. And I said to myself two or three years ago, In order for me to be in sessions where synchronicity happens more often, it needs to be in training sessions which are rural or in nature. I said that on the Monday.
2: Hmm.
1: On Wednesday, I had a call from an email from a bank in South Africa, didn't know them, they didn't know me, they just heard about me, and they said, Philip, can you come and conduct for us a session on fly fishing and leadership? And we'd like you to conduct it by a lake outside Johannesburg. That's Wednesday morning. First thing that came to me in the afternoon on Wednesday, I was already booked to do a session in Sri Lanka, another team session. I love doing team sessions. Uh, And they said, Philip, just to let you know, we're not going to be in Colombo. We're going to go to a wildlife park to conduct the training. Right. In the session in the wildlife park, Uh, I did day one in the hotel, day three in the hotel, but day two, I said, prepare your answers, prepare your questions of what you want to improve as a leader, and as we go out into the wildlife park, which was the Mm. the trip we had, look for answers. So isn't it amazing? Monday, I really want to do more sessions in the outdoors. Mm. Wednesday, a job in South Africa, and a job in Sri Lanka all about being in the outdoors where you can more readily merge with the present moment. When you're in nature, answers come to you. Having said that, I also think they can come in a city. When I I make decisions in my business, I'm, I'm in the center of Singapore, I will have the question in my mind, and then I'll go and walk in the Funan computer mall, which is next door to my house. (laughs) Fully knowing that as I wander around, I will be given answers to the questions that I have just by observing nature. I was in 1992 wanting to make a move away from my apartment, which I bought, to have a rented apartment and rent out my bought house so I could make money. And I didn't know what to do. I'm driving in chinatown in singapore stopped at the traffic lights and i'm saying what shall i do what shall i do should i move out should i not move should i move should i not move i turned to my left and on my left-hand side parked next to me was a big white van and on the side of the van it said make the move
2: mm-hmm.
1: i then quickly went to the government department paid the rent for the place i wanted to go to so what I'm saying is the answers, when people look for some crazy way of, you know, I need to go meditate for 10 weeks or whatever it might be. No, all of the answers to your questions are around you if you only live in the present moment and merge with the present moment. Then number nine, obviously, synchronicity has something to do with spirituality. Mm. But I, you know, all I say to people, it doesn't matter whether you've got a faith or not, If you believe in something outside of yourself that's supporting and guiding you, you need to connect with that. And I call it connecting with source. So there are the nine keys. And when I coach people and help people, I actually do an audit of whichever thing they want to achieve in their life. Which of the nine keys are they good at? And where might the block be? Very often, Raju, key number seven is where the block is. So I may have something I want to do Hmm. But my mindset is, I'm not good enough. I'll never achieve that. Nothing good ever happens to me. So unless you change that mindset, then you can't attract synchronicity to you. So there you have 10 years of research in my nine keys. And I wanted to make sure that my book and my research was of practical use to people, to leaders, to whoever. Over to you. I'm sure you wow. got
0: questions. Well, wow, 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 wow. I've got, got scores of them. Uh, <clears throat> one question, uh, in fact, the last on my list is, uh, how different is that from having an abundance mindset? Hope and possibility. An abundance e number mindset, seven is the same. It's the same. Oh,
2: it's the same. Because
0: an abundance mindset is of the belief not just of the belief, but of the faith. Yes. More than the belief that uh, everything I need, everything I desire and everything that I can dream up of, I can eventually, if I play my mental, spiritual, emotional cards right, then over time I can sweat through it, I can struggle through it, I can strive through it and I'll get there. Uh, That is an abundance mindset for me, that means...
1: Well, let uh, let me give you an example, uh, Roger. Back to me meeting my future wife. Yeah. What was I afraid of in terms of approaching her? I was afraid that I might look silly. I was afraid that she'd say no. But when I measure that against, well, that's the worst that can happen. She'll say, no, I'll look silly. It's Mm -hmm. worth the risk because here is my future soulmate. So we often have in the present moment crazy mindsets that we are afraid that we might fail, whereas synchronicity, when an intuition comes to you and somebody comes your way, act on it. Because that's, as you say, that's an abundance mindset. Uh, A fear mindset is afraid of looking silly so they don't do what's necessary.
0: I confess to one error just like that. Uh, three years ago at the onset of the pandemic. Right, right. uh, I happened to look at a home for sale Ah. on the outskirts of Metro Manila behind the very famous Tal Volcano, behind. Okay. And uh, it was a beautiful two-bedroom bungalow on on 10,000, 15,000 square feet. Wow, nice. No, more, 3,000, 30,000 square feet of land. Nice. And it was on a hillock, and it overlooked the beautiful lake, the, the volcanic lake. And it was being sold for peanuts, as in like for a song. Right, right, right. It was just in a little bad shape, and I thought, man, this is a writer's dream. A uh, all-glass balcony, a basement, and super privacy and yet accessible to nice. services and a view that a thinker-writer can look out to and jumpstart his creativity. Wow. I hesitated for a month. And in my heart, it kept telling me, Rachu, go back, just get it. I let two years pass by because of the pandemic. And post-pandemic, I ran to it. It was taken up by somebody else. And they needed five times the song that they wanted the first wow. time. Wow. Five times in a matter of two years. So you're right about uh, being in the present <laughs> moment and listening to your intuition.
1: So this is a flow. We're in flow, Raju, because I've now got a story to tell you.
0: Sure, go ahead. be
1: interested sure. to see this. So, I'm living in town, lovely apartment in town, but it's small. And this is 1999. And so, I say to myself, you know, I have this feeling this morning, I, oh, I want somewhere bigger and in nature. That was nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to a supermarket here. You uh,
0: and uh,
1: Nomala? Or Me and Nomala yeah. are in the supermarket. We look at the yeah. supermarket. On the wall, is the picture <clears throat> of a beautiful black and white house with big grounds but it was way expensive so yes. i said to myself in that supermarket nomala we will find a house and take it if it's 5500 done finished go back home then i go to the funan mall here in singapore where i meet my own boss my old boss uh, who's showing a new employee around funan mall we take lunch and I say, you know, I'm looking for a black and, white, black and white house, Patrick. And he says, oh, I saw one at the weekend. Right. Uh, an old friend of my wife was back in Singapore, wanted to find the place that she used to live in the war. And so we went to bawang in the north of Singapore, and we found this house, and it looks like it's for sale. I said, thank you. I'll leave you now. Went back home, grabbed Nomala, We went to the place found the place, and let me show you the place. Here's the place. Can right. you see this? Yeah. And so looked around, you can see it's a beautiful house and in the back there's a three bedroom unit which would serve as our office. Mm. But <clears throat> I called the government department. Now remember, nine o'clock in the morning, I'd like to live in a black and white. This is three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm looking at this place. And we said, yes, we love this. I called the government department. And I said, how much is the rent? They said, minimum rent is 5500 <laughs> So I said, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, your story is seeing a place that you saw and waited I miss for. It. I miss Whereas it. this is synchronicity. And we had 10 beautiful years yeah. surrounded and, and living here. Yeah. All in one day, this happened.
0: Very I quick- could have said no. Very quickly, what is a black and white house besides it being the house that I'm looking at?
1: I, it hmm. just means it's colored black and white. It's from oh, the okay, okay, R- British colonial days, and there are oh, lots okay. of them all over Singapore. You will find them all over uh, Asia. Yeah,
0: I, I love them. There's a there's a there are quite a few in India in my hometown. Yeah. That's why I say my so hometown. Imagine recently. living
1: here. Imagine living here for writing and creating.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like living in the '60s, and, and all of that came
1: yeah just out of the blue in. Six hours, can you imagine that? Nine o'clock, we need a black and white. By three Mm. o'clock, we've got one at the precise price that I asked for.
0: Right. Philip, uh, I've got my fill of synchronicity. I'm sure there's a lot more, as in like there's probably 20 books to back this whole thing up. And uh, what I'd like to do is, uh, keeping some of my audiences in mind, and let me draw you a picture of this person, Okay, 50, uh, currently, no, 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 mid 50s and beyond a certain degree of success in his past or her past, but today uh, floundering, as in like I don't know what to do. I have absolutely no idea. I, I, I really don't know what to do. I mean, but, I have the financial resources and my family's fine. I'm healthy for a 50-something. But I I, I just don't know what to do. You know? So uh, what would... He could be a business owner. He could be the head of a department. He could be a, a corporate dude from certain part of the world. But that's the person. And uh, I have quite a few like that. I mean, all of us come across people like that. What would you tell that person uh, in a nutshell? What would you ask him or her to do?
1: Well, it depends, Raju, whether their life is flowing with synchronicity or it's not. If it's not, I would imagine the first place to go to is Mm. key number seven. Right. What are your mindsets and assumptions Mm. about the good life?
2: Mm. And
1: it may be that they Mm. would love to live life and go and spend a year in a Japanese monastery.
2: Mm. and
1: They would love to do something unusual. They'd love to go backpacking around the world, whatever it might be.
2: Mm.
1: But there is a mindset that loves comfort, that Mm. doesn't want to change. Now, it may or may not be true. But what I always do is when people come to me and they come to me very often and say, I'd love this, why isn't it happening? Right. I say, look at your underlying mindsets about what it is you truly want. I was coaching somebody recently, a guy from the States, and he was wanting to know, <clears throat> and he was in your that age group, he wanted to know why at the age of 45 he wasn't yet becoming a CEO. Great experience, great background. Um, and when he applied for jobs, he didn't get them. And he used to say to himself, see nothing good ever happens to me i'm not good enough it's not meant to happen i'm not meant to be successful when i said to him where did you first have that feeling he said oh my dad used to tell me that all the time that i didn't match up to his life and his expectations so i felt a failure so when somebody is at a plateau and they want something more that's more exciting more fulfilling look at the mindsets you have around success. Because once I'd worked with this guy and we began to clear a mindset from his dad that you're not good enough, and that happened to him at six years old. He remembered the first time his dad said, you'll never amount to anything. That was a fundamental mindset. Mm -hmm. So depending on who I'm working with, those people that you talk about, that's what I'd first explore.
0: He and she might want to think about Yeah, Philip, this has been yeah. fabulous so far. Uh, I, I don't want to stop, but duty calls that okay. podcasts need to be less than 40, no problem. 60, 60 no problem. Uh, anything that I should have asked you or haven't asked you yet?
1: Well, I, I want to say, first of all, a thank you to you. Mm-hmm. You have a great style, Raju, an easy conversational style. And it's not just me giving my wisdom, you're giving your wisdom too. That's why we're friends over many, many years now. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the thing, I guess, that is important around synchronicity, uh, and I'm downloading from wherever, the fundamental issue is to believe that you can be successful, number one, but believe that we live in a supportive world. Right, right. So many people don't know that, but what synchronicity tells us, and it's not just my stories, I've just, you know, put a system around it. Synchronicities have been happening forever. So if that is true, and it is true, then begin to shift your mindset around saying, everywhere I go, everything I do, there is a synchronicity about to happen, could happen, and the final thing. Behind every synchronicity is a miracle waiting to happen.
2: Gotcha. I Brad, all... you a
1: real delight, a real delight to talk to you this Sunday morning. I said, what a great way to start the day to
0: see your smiling face. Beautiful, positivity. beautiful. And a great way to start the whole year, actually, the whole month. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I hope you enjoyed the Sage and Guide podcast. And if it was helpful to you, the most helpful thing you can do is leave a review below and then like and share it with your friends. Your reviews and your sharing will keep this podcast alive and going. It has been a pleasure talking to you. My name is Raju Mandian. I'm a speaker trainer coach based in the Philippines. And if you ever need my services, please look me up at www.mandian.com. I'm also available on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Other than that, adios and mabuhai.